Breakups are often the symptom of problems in a relationship. My workbook series, The Knowledge, is focused on helping you change your life in four key areas. Retaining the information that I teach, personal growth, improving your relationships, and of course, reattracting your ex. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and in this video I'm going to be talking about you'll never find someone like me. Okay, so when you're going through a breakup, obviously you're in a very emotionally vulnerable place. When you're experiencing all these emotions, your brain is going to go all over the place. You're uh, emotionally off-centered, out of balance. Part of you desperately misses your ex. Part of you is furious. You're angry. You're sad. Um, you're scared and you're just going all between these emotions at different times. And part of you may want to hurt your ex. If you've been hurt before, and most of us have, you want to hurt that person too. And one of the things you may want to do is say to your ex, you're never going to find anybody as good as me. You're never going to find somebody like me. Um, I'm the best you've ever had. No one's ever going to love you like I did or I do because we're so hurt and we're so angry and we know how we're feeling. We know how intense our love is for them and we assume that no one will ever love them the same way. Now that might be true. It could be that you will love them in a way that nobody else will or appreciate them in a way that nobody else will. Obviously, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with their life and what may happen with them. Maybe they will find somebody that's better for them and maybe you'll find somebody that's better than, for you. But it's important to keep emotional self-control. Even though you're angry and you fantasize about saying mean and hurtful things to them, it's only going to make the situation worse. So I've got two emails today that I want to get to. And the first one is a shorter one that said, Dear Craig, I hope life is treating you well. Life is great. I'm always busy, as you can imagine, but it's going great. I just wanted to give you some feedback on our recent Skype call and on my experience with your workbooks thus far. You provided me with some fantastic insights in the breakdown of my relationship. The main one that stands out for me is the fact that I overinvested in a girl who simply was not ready for a relationship. Well, being ready for a relationship is key because a relationship takes work and it's not something that magically occurs. In the beginning it feels like that, but you really do have to work at it and you have to make changes and you have to be a good partner and you have to understand yourself and them to give yourself the best chance to make that relationship work, right? Two main reasons for this were her age. We had a huge age gap coupled with her level of maturity. I also strongly suspect she has an avoidant attachment style, which when combined with my anxious attachment style caused problems, of course, right? 
So in his situation, you could see that there are quite a few problems going on here. Um, one is that, you know, the other person is uh, significantly younger or there's a big age gap. They didn't say what it was. I don't remember off the top of my head. And the attachment styles. Now, of course, when you learn about attachment and you understand it, you can manage it significantly better, right? If you understand something, you can manage it, right? It's like a disease. If you have diabetes, you can learn to manage it and adjust to it, right? But if you don't know what it is, you can't do anything about it. Which is why I constantly tell you guys, learning about the stuff that Margaret and I teach about mental health is a priority for yourself and your health, the health of your relationships, which ultimately is going to make a huge difference in whether or not you can reattract an ex and make it work. When we first split up, all I wanted to do was get back together. You helped me realize, however, that I have a hell of a lot of work to do on myself and that should be the priority, not getting her back. I still miss her terribly and wake up and go to sleep sad. Perfectly normal. That's what happens when we lose somebody that we really care about. I know with work and time that this will fade and become easier to deal with. You also suggested I arrange a Skype with Margaret to look at earlier unidentified traumas, which I will definitely be doing, and I cannot recommend that enough. Margaret is absolutely amazing, and you will just love talking to her. I can't tell you how much I love her because she's one of my favorite people in the world and um, has taught me so much, so much, and over the years that I've known her has helped me become who I am and the coach that I am. And believe me, she will help you guys. I have finished the first volume of your workbook and have started into the second. I have found they are fantastic at removing focus of my anxiety, provoke thoughts of my ex, and instead focusing all that energy inward to heal myself. Guys, this is one of the main reasons I did workbooks. You know, they say if you read a book, you forget like 95% of it. These workbooks are so different than just reading a book, okay? Because it causes you to think about things. Now, I don't know if everybody understands the workbook, but what you do is you watch the videos. There is, each workbook is based on seven videos. So you watch a video first, then you answer questions that are gonna help you retain the information, but also incorporate it with wisdom and experience from yourself and your mistakes and the videos. And so you put it all together and it really gets you to grow and make long lasting changes. And so I'm really happy with the way these have turned out. Um, as you guys know, I waited two years to put out anything for you guys, any kind of product. Two years! Because I spent a lot of time thinking about things. And when I came up with these and started working on them, it took, I don't even know how many hours, and I had people helping me with them to get them the way they look. And you're going to find yourself really challenging yourself and growing. And that's going to put you in the best position to reattract an ex, right? Not doing any trick or magical text your ex back BS that you see out there. Again, I would like to thank you for the work you do, and I will definitely be in touch again soon. 
Thank you so much for this email. I love sharing your experiences with the workbook and what you guys have to say. And, you know, sometimes I post things like this on my Instagram. And if you haven't added me on Instagram, you should, because I post a lot of funny things on there, memes and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes inspirational things. Uh, I have posted, I think, a couple videos of Margaret uh, doing some funny stuff. So just add me on Instagram and I think you'll enjoy the stuff I put on there. The second email is from a couple that's in their mid-30s and they've been together for about eight years. So actually they were married for about eight years and they were dating for like six or seven years. So like almost 15 years total. So they were telling me about the, their partner and they said the parents were divorced when my wife was in high school. Mother suffers from severe depression and she does not speak to her mother. So you got to think about that. What would it take for somebody to uh, cut off contact with a mother? That's a huge bond that you're cutting off. So that tells you a lot right there. The family has a history of conflict. My wife is the only family member that speaks with everyone, I guess except for the mother. Her brother is diagnosed bipolar and has depression, while her sister has anger issues. They all have a destructive past and are quick to eliminate people from their lives if an issue occurs. Well, it doesn't sound like there's any healthy coping in her family or relationships that she's seen. We got pregnant back in 2015 and had a miscarriage. Since then, we have been very lost and unable to get back on track. Well, you could imagine that a pregnancy, the loss of a pregnancy, the loss of a child would have a huge impact. And I don't think words could ever explain that amount of pain or hurt that you would be going through. And I, I do say that a breakup is probably worse than losing a parent, but I don't think anything would be worse than losing a child. I will say that. My parents of 40 years, the same month, started going through a divorce, and I felt unsupported by my wife. On top of all of this, I lost my grandmother the month before. I was a complete mess. I felt that my wife was only or focused on wanting to have children and didn't want to address my concerns or heal together after the miscarriage. She kept telling me my parents' divorce was no big deal. Okay, so you're not feeling really understood here because for you it is a big deal. But your wife, her family was broken up early age and she has probably told herself all these years, oh, it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal, as a way to cope, right? And so when she's projecting that onto you, you're hurting, your parents are upset, but she doesn't get that. I couldn't get back on track and had an emotional affair with a co-worker that was eventually discovered. Okay, so the marriage was really struggling, and instead of trying to repair it or making that the priority, you looked outside the relationship for comfort. We separated for about four months in the summer of 2016. 
I moved back into the house that fall and things were going good for a few months. Since then, she cannot let go of the past and brings up our not having a family and my affair almost weekly. Okay, so these issues have not been dealt with and of course she's never seen family members sit down and talk about things and deal with things so you can see why she's doing this. But it's not healthy for either of you or this relationship. We used to argue several times a week and she still doesn't trust me. I have been an open book and let her look at my phone, email accounts, and finances anytime she feels need. Transparency. You had an emotional affair. You decided, here, I'm going to be transparent. I don't want to hide anything. I want to fix this. But it's probably not her that's accepting that and saying, okay, she's probably still so hurt and angry about other things that she's lashing out at you. I have even lost friends due to her emotional outbursts and actions from all of this due to her drinking. Uh-oh, that's a problem. She gets very angry at times and lashes out verbally at me. Well, you don't want to stay with somebody that's verbally abusive or lashing out because if they don't respect you, they're not going to love you. I have heard several times, I effing hate you, that I am unsupportive and need to meet her list of needs, which consists of being dated, being supportive, and going on trips with her. Well, it sounds like she is certainly demanding and not asking you in a very kind or thoughtful way for you to meet those needs. I'm sure if she said, hey, it would be great if we could go on a trip together, you would say fine. But I'm willing to bet the way she's saying it is not like that. I can never do anything right, and it seems she blames me for everything. And what does that feel like for me reading this? It feels like early trauma. It feels like major uh, attachment issues, problems with her caregiver, and she's taking it out on you. I have always apologized and have been very open to friends and family about my mistakes. I even changed the location of my job and have always tried to be supportive and understanding. We tried couples therapy, but she stopped going after five sessions. When she stated, she didn't think she could continue our relationship. I go to therapy weekly to work on myself and have been since this all started. Good for you. You're acting like an adult here. My therapist has stated that my wife has been punishing me for years now and will not give up the victim status. There might be some truth to that. It certainly sounds like it, right? The day she left, I discovered she was talking to a male co-worker, although I don't know to what extent. Isn't it interesting how she gets so angry at him for an emotional affair when maybe she's having an emotional affair? He doesn't know, but certainly interesting, right? I came home in the middle of my work shift to discover a half-empty house and one of the dogs missing. At least it wasn't the cat. It's always the cat. I don't mean to make light, but this is brutal. She finally called me on the phone and stated she was done 
and knew I had called her male co-worker. Ah, so you contacted him to find out what was going on. She left for vacation during Easter weekend, where we didn't speak and agreed to give each other some space. When she returned, she sent me a text saying she hired a lawyer and wanted a divorce. I was shocked. Well, um, I don't know why you were too shocked, as the relationship had been having issues for a long time, and she'd been verbally aggressive, blaming you for everything, and she's not acting like an adult. She didn't want to go to therapy, so I don't find this as a terrible shock. Maybe the way she did it was shocking. I didn't chase her and remain calm. I even helped her move out like an idiot. Well, I wouldn't say you were an idiot, but maybe you felt like you were an idiot because she was taking advantage of that, that you would help her move out. Two weeks after being served divorce papers in April, I discovered she was dating another guy. I was devastated and went no contact for almost 10 weeks. I was able to get control of myself emotionally and I wrote her a handwritten letter. Let's see what happened. It did nothing. And she hasn't calmed down at all. Yeah, the, the problem here is that you have to write two handwritten letters. And if that doesn't work, you hire a mariachi band to deliver a song with the handwritten letter, with the instruments and the music and the notes all played out. You can conduct an orchestra. That's what you had to do. I don't know why you would stop at one handwritten letter. I was able to get her on the phone only to get yelled at without minutes and she hung up on me. I finally saw her a week ago when she was moving out the remaining items from our home. She still argued with me about the past and this has been all my fault. Well, when you're dealing with somebody who's acting like this and just saying that it's all your fault, all your fault, all your fault, it's never going to get resolved. They have total power of the situation and they're controlling everything just by keeping the dynamic focused on that shift. It's all your fault. You can't, you can't blame me for this. This is all your fault. This isn't my fault that I didn't go to therapy. This is your fault. You can't, this is just a power play by her. And you can't, you're in a helpless position when she allows you to say, it's all your fault. She was very emotional and stated that she was dating this guy because I once told her she could never meet anyone as good as me. Ouch. So in this case, blaming you, I'm only doing this because you told me I would never meet anyone as good as you. And so you could see when you say that to somebody, it, it can stay with them for months and years and then she throws it in your face and she's like, see, this is your fault. Now, of course, she's done a lot of things that are her fault and she's not being accountable. But if you tell somebody, you're never going to meet anyone as good as me, they're going to try and prove you wrong. All right. She even claimed she was afraid that I was going to ruin things by calling or showing up with this new guy at his house. Uh, I think she'll ruin things herself. Don't worry about that. She was unable to take any responsibility for her actions due to our, during our conversation. 
She kept saying, we have to get through the divorce, and she's unable to move on from the past, in other words, blaming him still. She even thinks I'm still lying about certain things. So, again, all power tactics. You can't be reasonable with somebody when they're acting like this. This Monday, I informed her that my uncle passed away. However, she flew off the handle once again and said she was going to owe me money for the divorce settlement. Wow. Uh, sorry about your uncle? How about that? No, I don't care about you. She's treating him like an object. What do I teach you guys about anxiety? It causes us to lose emotional self-control, become selfish, and treat other people like an object, and that's exactly what she's doing. This is your fault. I, now you, I have to pay you money in this divorce? I can't imagine why you have any reason to want to work this out with her. I didn't call her any names or stoop to her level. I remained this way throughout the entire life-changing process. I'm lost, hurt, and wonder if I should move on or I can get my wife back. I've been working damn hard on myself and have been trying to stay calm. She's very stubborn and angry all the time. Our house is sold and everything has been separated. We haven't been in contact since our outburst and the only thing left is our final court date. Okay, well, if somebody's acting like this and treating you like this, there's not much you can do, okay? She's been completely unreasonable every step of the way. I feel like she's been abusive, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, and not taken any responsibility for this relationship. I think she's got a lot of trauma from her childhood, and I think she's got a lot of anger towards her mother and her father, and she's taking it out on you. I think she's really got so many issues that she hasn't dealt with that you're getting the blame for them. This is all your fault. Everything is on you. There's no accountability here. Talking to you like this, what could you do? There's just nothing you can do in this situation but protect yourself and that's what I think you need to do here because you gotta love yourself and you can't love this woman and chase after her when she's being so cruel repeatedly and consistently I mean you know she's dating somebody else she made, has made zero attempts to repair this relationship and while I'm sure you made some mistakes here and, and nobody's perfect in a relationship she sounds very avoidant um, she sounds like, I, I, know, I know you had your emotional affair, but even when you tried to repair that, she just holds that against you for years on end. And you should have been accountable for what you did, but it sounds like you were, and you were transparent, you tried to get in therapy. But, you know, she's got a major drinking problem, okay, you didn't go into the details of that, but you said... She's got drinking and these emotional outbursts. She said she effing hates you. Well, you gotta love you, okay? If somebody tells you they effing hate you, then you say, sorry to hear that. I'll, I'll uh, be on my way then and get out. You never want to stay in an emotionally abusive situation and a situation where somebody is badgering you or cruel 
um, and doing all these things for years on end. This is not healthy. I know you were upset and, you know, at, at one point you said she's never going to have made anybody better and she might not. But she's going to try now and that is one of the things I wanted you guys to understand because um, I've seen this come up before is that if you say that to your ex because you're hurt or you're angry, they're going to try and prove you wrong and you don't want that. You don't want that because then they're going to look for other people and not going to really consider you as much because now they're like, oh, I'm going to show him and you don't want them to have that attitude with you. So, for you, I highly recommend you get out of this situation and get yourself safe and start to feel good about yourself because this person only makes you feel terrible about who you are over and over again. When you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Check out those workbooks. You always want to make personal growth a priority in your life because it's going to help you in all your relationships. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, put a like on the video, and that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and I will talk with you soon. I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different, and every breakup is different. Work with me, and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below, or go to my website, AskCraig.net.